One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. And welcome into a Truth or Fiction hashtag, Truth or Fiction Tuesday here on the show. Thank you so much for watching on Rumble. Um, you can also find us on podcasts wherever you would like to. And we're enjoying the independent version. It gives us some uh, flexible time here. We've got a lot to get into on today's show on the Truth or Fiction Tuesday edition. Um, I'm Andrew Coppins. He's Pat Oni. You know the drill by now. I'm at the Coppins Show. He's at the Pat Oni Show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Getter, um, which, by the way, um, they made a massive improvement yesterday. I don't know if you saw this. But you're now able to cross post from Getter right to Twitter. So you don't have to like copy paste or whatever, because even if you had Hootsuite or whatever, um, you don't have to to worry about trying to find all of that. Um, so um, that's an amazing technological improvement. Um, by the way, uh, Truth Social, what 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 the hell are you doing? Um, crap product, crap product, just absolute crap. To the point where I literally have canceled my uh, my whole thing there. I, I just, no. If was I can't it, upload like a picture without a error message, if I can't upload a profile picture or change my profile without an error message being thrown from the application on the phone, I, I don't want to use you. Was it like drinking Trump water while attending Trump University? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drowning, basically, drowning. Mm-hmm. Now, with that all having been said, we have Truth or Fiction Tuesday. We also, do not forget, have the afterthought, our 15 minutes of uh, talk on a topic um, that will come up after the show. Today, we're going to feature Nancy Pelosi and um, inflation. She has some thoughts, and we have some thoughts on her thoughts or incoherent ramblings. So you're going to want to tune into that. And how do you do that? Well, it's part of our locals community, the critical thinking community. So if you're watching on Rumble, very simple. Click the join button or the link that is right above the description of this video as you are watching it. 
and you subscribe. $2 a month or $20 a year. You you take your pick. We're asking for $2 a month out of your pocket. I that's less than a cup of coffee at Starbucks, folks. That that's I don't think an unreasonable ask for us as independent uh, producers of content. So that will be behind the paywall starting this week. Um, just go to criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe or click the links in the Rumble page. Uh, if you're listening via podcast, we highly suggest uh, today's show. Um, hit the pause button and watch on the Rumble because we've got some things that you're going to want to watch. Um, but before we get into Truth or Fiction Tuesday, that let's just put it this way. This is a really good segue into Truth or Fiction because we started down the road of the 11-point plan that Rick Scott had put out as kind of a roadmap for the GOP in his plan for what the GOP should represent. Because we have talked ad nauseum about what the hell does the GOP even stand for. And I don't necessarily care because I am more libertarian. Um, Pat, you might care more than I do. Only because you're more likely to lean towards the GOP. That, that's true. That, that's fair. Or um, at least the old version of what the GOP stood for. Right. Before they went like this, you know, so. They went full Nancy Pelosi? Yeah. Or Mitt Romney, either way. Or Ditch? Or, yeah, that, that, that would work. All right. So. Um, we, we highlighted point number one yesterday on the show and that from Rick Scott, and that was, um, education, right? Point number two is colorblind equality. And I think by and large, um, the, the first part of the ethos of this is something I think everybody who's libertarian or conservative should be able to get behind. In fact, I think everybody should be able to get behind this message. And it's very simple. We're going to eliminate racial politics in America. No government policy will be based on race. People will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. We are all made in the image of God. To judge a person on the color of their epidermis is immoral. If you don't know what your epidermis is, it's your skin. I think this is a message that maybe 65, 70% of America would get behind. If you ask them what the government policies should be, I think the vast majority of Americans would get behind that, truth or fiction. Truth, because I honestly don't believe that, uh, despite what the media might tell you, that most of the country is racist or that we are a racist country. I believe that's absolutely true, and I believe that, that it's something that we all should be getting behind if we're not. Yeah, and what I think, where I come to with that 65-70% is that there is that fringe 10% that will always believe in the, you know, the the victim period, pyramid, if you will, right? Or the critical race theory pyramid, you know? Um, if you are a black, trans, you know, woman or whatever... You're at the top of that totem pole, right? If you're a white, straight male married or single, you're at the very bottom. And there's always that group that will believe that. There is a group that does believe in those theories. 
And unfortunately, there's always going to be those groups that actually are racist and mm-hmm. are going to mm-hmm. tout the racial roles within this country. Like, like they, they will do that. Yes. Now, beyond that, what I think you're going to see is there's going to be another 10% that have bought into the media narrative that this is how America looks at race now. So then there's that other 10% who I think would be maybe the open to these ideologies that have come out, but are not totally sure. I think there's a 10% that would be unsure if you asked, and then 20% that would be right in this, yes, this is where we want to go, Lane. But what Rick Scott says here is that um, the government is going to stop dividing people by race, skin color, ethnicity, or country of origin, which is an immoral and corrosive habit of the woke crowd. I think any libertarian would believe that. Because what at its core, if you were to break down, maybe even not the, um, you know, if you were to break it down into like one real one-liner of what a libertarian is. A libertarian believes in individual freedom and individual responsibility for that freedom. I mean, that, that that's pretty, what, pretty much a sum up of what libertarianism is, but yeah. So therefore, I think they would totally agree with this. I, I, I being much more inclined to libertarianism, um, yes. We will be a nation where people will be judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. Now, these are good lofty goals. My truth or fiction to you as we go on here, and I'm going to talk about all of these, but I want you to put this truth or fiction in the back of your mind. Truth or fiction, while these are lofty goals, achieving these goals requires real hard work. Put that in the back of your mind because we're going to continue down these uh, points here. Now, After, we're going to be a nation where people will be judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. Rick Scott believes that they should ban the box, meaning government will not ask American citizens to disclose their race, ethnicity, or skin color on any government form. No government policy can be based on race or ethnicity. Our military will engage in zero diversity training, teachings on uh, critical race theory, or any woke ideological indoctrination that divides our troops. Our fighting force must be completely united and completely colorblind. Um, I want to stop there because this is the one that I think um, this is kind of where I might diverge a little bit from these ideas and concepts. While I agree that we have to be careful about critical race theory and um, some of these other things, To ignore the diversity inside of a fighting force would be to divide a fighting force. Because if you're pulling somebody from backwoods Alabama and their town's population is 2,000 and they've never met somebody who doesn't look like them, whether that be a black person meeting a white person or Hispanic person meeting a black person meeting a white person, however you want to jumble that up. The reality is that It's important to understand who these people are. And so it is important to have some sort of a emphasis on that diversity, whether that is, you know, the old remember the Titans where you're going to bunk with somebody of a different race or whatever have you. I think it is important 
It is important to round yourself because it's important to also get another perspective on life. And to ignore the fact that people have different experiences in life and to just say, we're just going to assume you're all the same. It, I don't like where this goes. You're going to ban um, the ability to train diverse. Like, okay, a great example would be that Remember the Titans moment, right? By this, you would ban this practice, right? The practice of teaching people diversity through living together. That would be banned, right? Like purpose-driven, I'm going to make a white person and a black person or a Hispanic person and an Asian person or whatever. I'm going to make them all bunk together like for two weeks at a time during uh, boot camp, right? And you're going to learn from each other. I don't see anything wrong with that. And who are you to tell us what's woke ideological indoctrination? All, How do I you think those are all that? great. I, I think those are all great points. I, I mean, because I grew up in a small rural town, and where it was predominantly white. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, there was only I think I think in my entire high school, I think there might have been only one black kid. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the same time, like like I surrounding areas, I mean, it it didn't really matter for me much. But at the same time, like. For me, this is less about skin color, more about culture. Right, exactly. Cultural so, experience. Like, right. So it, it's it's understanding like, hey, like they may be of a different skin color, but it's it's less about that and more about like, hey, they probably grew up in a slightly different culture than what I did. So And there's lots you can learn from that. Right. And you might find more commonality than you ever thought. And that's the point of this, right? Is it, right. That this this concept of diversity as a exclusionary moment, that part has to stop. But diversity to get to that commonality is good. Right. So this concept that Rick Scott puts out there of basically stopping any sort of diversity training, I, I, to not acknowledge that there are differences, to not acknowledge that there are cultural experiences that you don't have that somebody else might, is idiotic and it does help a fighting force it does because what it does is create a common bond not just around fighting or your military experience it creates a common bond amongst your cultural experience and that's equally important Mm -hmm. but now but at the same time i think what we're saying though too is it depends on the kind of diversity training Right. We're, we're saying we're saying do something more like remember the Titans, not you know some <laughs> weird not uh how, how do you make your five year old talk? Right. <laughs> um <clears throat> now he continues saying military leadership that prioritizes racial politics over the security of the country must be relieved of their duties. Yeah, I fully believe that. I think that that is one area where the the commander in chief and um, you know the the head of the DOD, the the head of the Pentagon, right, the Joint Chiefs of Staff have has a really good way to do that, and that's where you can start purging. Now, colleges and universities that favor or discriminate against students based on race or ethnicity in the application process will be ineligible for federal funding and will lose their tax exempt status. Yes. 
Yeah. Because we are yeah. seeing discrimination against Asians because they emphasize something that's different than other cultures do, right? We're seeing, you know, these quotas and insanity. Speaking of that, government will base hiring decisions on qualifications, not quotas of any kind. And I've talked about this in the past. Um, one of the things that the government doesn't seem to get is you can colorblind your hiring process. How do you do that, Pat? There are no names in the process. None. You don't know the name of the person. You see the CV. You see the, the test scores or however you're, you're putting this out there. And only, only in the very final step do you get introduced to the person? You colorblind the basics of the hiring process so that when you get your group of people, it's all you know. You you, you only know their qualifications. I, I mean, as someone that is a hiring manager as of right now, um, I mean, yes, I see their names ahead of time because I look at their resumes and whatnot. Right, but there are but there no are tools. Like. But huh. there are tools that you can actually colorblind even the names. Like you can, there are tools out there where you input um, or when it comes to you that their names are taking, taken off of that resume. You can't see hmm. it. You can't see it. All you see is the qualifications. I mean, that, that that's certainly an interesting concept. And I think that that, you know, for, for certain positions that, that could be a good thing to for have. For government positions, I think that's great. Absolutely. Now, America will strive to provide equal opportunity for everyone, but will not guarantee equal outcomes. Yes, 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 because this is the route that not only just woke politics, but our culture has been going down. This concept that everybody deserves an equal outcome. No, no, I'm sorry you don't. Sometimes life is not fair. Lord knows I'm going through a lot of that. Um, But... At the same point in time, I've got an opportunity. How do I choose to wade through that quagmire or wade through the good times matters to the outcome. And then finally, we simply do not give a damn what color anyone's skin is. That's the colorblind future America deserves. Now, I get the concept, right? I understand what he's trying to say is that we should have a future that's based off of individual interaction. And that is how I try to live my life, right? I I try to find a commonality with almost anybody that I'm having a conversation with, whether that's through things that we might have in common hobby-wise. Um, do you like sports? Do you like, you know, this or that? Or what are you into? Do we have something like that? But, But that's me. The harsh reality is that we have trained an entire generation to only see somebody by their skin color and assume that they're this oppressed individual, to assume that only certain characteristics and traits exist within that race or subset of people. How do you, this is something in which you have to reverse that indoctrinational process. And again, it's just like yesterday when we talked about the fact that in education, and this is the greatest racial indoctrination um, spot. You have to 
rid of the rot. And I don't know that you can do it as easy as Rick Scott thinks you can. This is a 30, 40 year process. This is a generational change that has to happen. Yeah. And it has to, and it has to be a generation, Pat, excuse me, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it has to be a generation in which we are focused on replacing the woke set in the classroom, the woke set in the administrative state, right? We have to, we can't be just eliminating the people who are in that woke set. You have to be people in which you model the behavior of which you would like to see, right? You have to, you have to train a whole new generation of teachers. You have to cut the administrative state within education and within much of our government apparatuses. That is not easy to do. That is not an easy fight. Ask Donald Trump how easy that is. He really, really tried and probably made the greatest strides in our entire lifetimes towards less government in our lives, which is the only thing that I hung on to 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 vote for him last time around. Yeah, and I would agree with you on all accounts. I, I also think that, you know, going back to this idea of culture not not so much skin color but but cultural differences because like i i i've been told that you know that i i have no idea what it's like because i'm a straight white male that's that's a christian right i i have no idea what it's like to to be black you're right i don't i have no idea no one does other than that individual i have no idea what it's like to be you but you also like people have to understand like they don't know what it's like to be me like mm-hmm. just because I'm white doesn't mean I haven't gone through things. I haven't gone through hard times. You know, it doesn't make me more or less than, you know, a, of someone else that that's different than me. Um, we just, we've had different experiences. We've had different families. We've had different um, socioeconomic backgrounds, you know, like, like it's not, it's not so, <laughs> black and white if you will it it really isn't and we have to stop treating it like it is and that's why i like this is because rick scott's trying to in some ways not make it black and white but at the same time there are some things where he is and he's he's almost making it sound too simple and that's why i think you're right i think this is a generational thing this is not a just in a few years this is something that we've got to work towards down the road and it's going to be work like and it's going to take a lot of effort to to get to that point yeah no i i absolutely 100% agree with you there um overall though truth or fiction um this point is a positive part of a potential platform for the gop oh absolutely truth um, th- there are things that, I, uh, that I'm, I'm not a necessarily a huge fan of this where I might diverge a little bit in this, but overall, this is a great idea. This is a great, this is an idea that GOP should have been using a long time ago. Yeah, that is, that is a hundred percent true. Absolutely true. All right. Well, before we go any further, I think now would be a great time to take a small break and play, uh, the B or not the B. 
Are you ready for today's headline there, Pat? I'm about as ready as Kamala Harris was to give a speech at NATO. Oh, you mean this speech? So I will say what I know we all say, and I will say over and over again. The United States stands firmly with the Ukrainian people in defense of the NATO alliance. You mean, you mean that speech that was in front of the uh, Democratic National Convention for the year? Yeah, uh, I just have one question. Yep. When did Ukraine become part of NATO? Uh, the fourth of never. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Is it true that we provide things to them as a part of a NATO treaty with Ukraine? Yeah, 100% true. But They're not a member of NATO, yeah. though. Yeah. You dumbass. It Now, before we get down this road any further, I, I just have to say this, Pat. Mm. How cognitively bad does Joe Biden have to be for him to send Kamala Harris to do foreign policy. Th that person is our foreign policy front person. She's our foreign policy czar, right? Yeah. You see what I did there? Mm -hmm. um, How cognitively not with it do you have to be for Kamala Harris to be the one that you're trusting to, um, to get you across the finish line internationally? probably hooked up in, in a nursing home about uh, 95% of your day. Now, yeah. back onto the B or not the B in which we win $100 or not of uh, Dominic Izzo's allegedly um, totally above board earned money. Now, the headline for today, Pat, Planned Parenthood adds gender surgery services so they can carve up kids after birth too. Planned Parenthood adds gender surgery services so they can carve up kids after birth, too. And while you are thinking about all of that, Mr. Pat Oni, <clears throat> should we update them on the Fundly? We should. Sadly, folks, none of you, none of you have donated in the past 24 hours. We are sitting right at $14,512. We are less than $500. It takes 10 of you to give $10, to give up two Starbucks coffees to help somebody who desperately can use that money. And more importantly, somebody who has been a great friend to this program, to Stephen and Dylan, to Dominic Izzo, to all of us who have taken a principled stand and moved away from white nationalist rhetoric on programming. So, that being said, please, folks, visit the Fundly that is pinned to the top of my Twitter profile, at The Coppins Show. Um, it, it's literally $10. I know a lot of you are going through hard times, but there's somebody going through a much harder time than you. $10. Just do it today. Go to Fundly.com, search Magic Beans for Dave and Faith, or just go to my Twitter profile, find the link, 
let's get them over that top of $15,000. It's not, not that hard. Now, with all of that having been said, um, do you need the headline one more time? No. I okay. <laughs> Is this the B or not the B? Remember, there's only $100 of Dominic Gazel's totally legit, above board, not Ponzi scheme money on the line. So I appreciate you lofting me up a softball because uh, I'm not I'm not really sure how this works, but this is the Babylon B. You are correct. This is the Babylon B. But Pat, I'm going to ask you: truth or fiction? Within six months, this is real. I don't know. I can't say if that's going to be truth or fiction in six months because if it's not if if it's within six months, it's true. If it's within seven months, it's fiction. Okay, within the next year. Again, I, it could be the next year. It could be the next two years. Like, I, I don't know when it's going to happen. Okay, is truth or like fiction, going, Planned Parenthood is going to do this. I think they're going to at least try. And why? I have a theory. Because they're psychopaths? <laughs> That's part one. Part two of the <laughs> theory is that they can uh, now claim that uh, even fewer percentage of services provided by Planned Parenthood are actually abortion services. Wow. But according to the article, Planned Parenthood has long been seen as a reliable provider of unborn baby murder. Unfortunately, however, more and more women around the country are choosing to let their children live, which has hurt Planned Parenthood's bottom line in recent years. In a brilliant move to recover lost revenue, that's the part I forgot about, revenue streams. Anyway, Planned Parenthood has added transgender hormones and surgery to the uh, to their list of services, enabling them to make money off the kids who escape abortion by carving up and maiming them after they're born in the name of trans rights. Quote, butchering and maiming children has always been my life's passion, said Planned Parenthood doctor Damien Gould as he rubbed his hands together and smiled. Now, thanks to gender ideology and our new gender services, I can carve up kids from kindergarten to high school as well as in the womb. Woohoo! Planned, Par- Planned Parenthood has written sex ed curricula for schools across the country to ensure kids become gender confused and enter the Planned Parenthood sales pipeline at a very young age. They hope that with time they will accomplish their goal of murdering, drugging, or butchering every last child in this country. Quote, we are proud of the work that we do at Planned Parenthood, said Dr. Gould. Who knows, the next child we could serve could be yours. Dr. Gould then sprouted leathery wings and screeched uh, an ancient Sumerian incantation before sinking into the ground in a plume of fire. (laughs) Oh, that is such a great reference. (laughs) Oh, I love the tie of the biblical reference in at the end. There, there, there's this is going to be true at some point. Oh hell yes, it's going to be true because trans rights are human rights, and abortion is it. Wait a minute, <laughs> you don't even see the irony in that, do you, Planned Parenthood? <sighs> Babylon B needs to stop prophesizing s- stuff. Like stick, just stick to satire. How I I wonder, like literally, if I should just be quote tweeting this and and just stop giving ideas? No, 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 no! Don't give them this idea. Ah, ay 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 ay! All right, they've already had the idea though. Let's let's face it. 
So I've given you a, a bunch of truth or fiction so far, Pat. I think it's your turn on the true fiction train. All righty then. Um, we're going to go here. Why? Truth or fiction. Um, Democrats are, are pleading with the Biden administration once again to uh, resurrect climate spending in the middle of a uh, war. Well, that's truth because it's actually happening. They, they, they literally are asking for that. Mm -hmm. And what have we always told you? Where there's a shiny thing, they're distracting from something else. And of course, it's the Democrats. So, and it's Nancy Pelosi and, and all of those people in power. Never okay. let a good crisis go to waste, right? Right. See, because now uh, gas prices are insane. Well, why not take this opportunity to further the radical leftist agenda. Not, not a, we're going to try to supplement and speed up the already happening movements within regular economic activity, right? We're not doing that. Right. We're, we're going to force feed you things that don't exist and you better find a way to do it or else. All right, Mr. Smarty Pants. Uh, Pat, I have one question. Is yeah. there a seat next to Elon Musk on his um, mission to Mars? Because I want on. You want on? Yeah. Um, I want on that shit. I want off well, it, this crap. If, if that doesn't work, I have an alternative for you. What? You can help me steal the Millennium Falcon. And Ooh. yeah. There's just one problem, Pat. Yeah. That is a science fiction movie. Based off oh. of Catholicism, by the way. You, 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 um, by the way, uh, just all you gotta do is break into Disney World or Land, either one. And they're, they're not real. Few they're, upgrades. They're not real. Why do you have to poo poo my dreams? I know, I know, Mrs. Pat does that enough. I'm sorry. Just, I deal with this every day. And I, I come on this program and thinking that you're going to make everything better for me. And then you just, you poo-poo on everything. It's like you and my wife are in cahoots together. Just, I can neither confirm nor deny. It's hurtful. It's absolutely hurtful. In any case, Mr. Smarty Pants, um, yep. I have another truth or fiction for you along these lines. Um, the uh, Biden administration is actively partnering with Vladimir Putin on climate change along with Iran. Say what? <laughs> do, do, do you need me to say it again? Y yes, I, I actually do. The Biden administration is okay. actively partnering with Vladimir Putin on climate and Iran. Uh, what? No, 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 no. 
Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yes, this has to be true. Remember John Kerry's speech a few months ago where he warned of the impending uh, um, war between Russia and Ukraine and mm-hmm. and lamented the 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 dangerous possibility that uh, it would stop the the amazing work on climate oh god no so let me get this straight mm-hmm. what you're about to tell me let me predict is that <clears throat> our government while simultaneously ending its <clears throat> investment in russian crude oil Mm-hmm. is actively working still behind the scenes with Russia and Iran on climate change, meaning they're actively searching for ways to partner to be energy partners while actively working to destroy Russia's economy at the same time. So one of two things has got to be true. Either this is an absolutely brilliant plan to suffocate and kill the Russian economy once and for all, in which case they would have to say uncle, or or this is leftist woke ideology run amok. Well, um, what the absolute hell if this is true? The story comes from the Federalist. Okay. Um, and then Maria Bartiromo. Maria Bartiromo. Uh, Money, honey, from back in the day, Pat. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Uh, so um, it's hardly a stretch to imagine someone mentioning that Bartiromo because it's true. Viewers who have watched the full clip would have heard Bartiromo specifically cite climate change and the Iran nuclear deal as the issues in question when she made the statement on Fox News Sunday morning. Uh, futures so she goes into climate and you were actually dead on about the whole john Kerry thing by the way well yeah i remember that yeah um she says i'm concerned in terms of the climate and the efforts of the war over the last thing with respect to the efforts in the united states oh this is what Kerry said so you were right about that um and then iran comes up and this is specifically into the 2015 Iran nuclear deal. So it's it's not so much about climate change with Iran. It's more about the Iran nuclear deal. So they're going to work with Russia on the Iran nuclear deal and then work with Russia on climate change. Huh? At least that's what this is alleging. So I just, I, I just so here, here's the thing. On, on, on one front, we are public enemies with Russia. On another front, we're working behind the scenes with Russia. What side are we on here? Now, I will say this in fairness. I mean, it's not like we didn't do that in World War II. It's not like we didn't do back channel workings to try to bring peace or whatever. This isn't about that. This is about economic power right right that's what all of this is about and what what premise have we worked from pat that in terms of economics this is about national fascist economics versus international fascist economics russia china 
Iran, you could say is the new access, mm -hmm. all believe in a nationalistic version of fascism. Yes. In so much as they believe that nations should have economic control vis-a-vis -vis things like the ESG scores and, and all of that stuff, okay? Right. Whereas many people in the upper echelons of the halls of power, if you will, throughout Western Europe, throughout Eastern Europe, throughout the United States, Canada, Mexico, throughout much of the so-called Western world, believe in maybe differing, quote-unquote, how it gets done, but believe in an, in an economy that is driven by one set of goals throughout the world. That there is a common set of principles that must be applied in its international fascism. It is still the state controlling it, but it's not the same. It is everybody agreeing to a framework in which their governments then control the economy. Is this not setting this up? This is the proxy war that's actually happening. And it's why we refuse to necessarily get involved because it really then would be killing off our chance to kill off national fascism on the backside. If we were to actually literally go to war. Now, you and I firmly believe that sending troops over there is not of our individual or national interest in any way, shape, or form. Right? Correct. Correct. Okay. What does our government believe? Our government believes that sending troops over there would do what? Blow the proxy war up. Would blow up the, I'm going to fight this economic international fascism versus national fascism war. Because, again, we have talked about this ad nauseum, but why are all these corporations, why are all of these companies these international companies, right? We ran through the list of 134, right? And and it grows almost every single day, stopping doing business in Russia. Why, why is that a thing? They've invaded Georgia. They've invaded Chechnya. They've invaded all of these other parts of the world in the past, and that's never happened before. They're doing it because they see this as the way forward for ESG, a way forward in which they could choke that national fascism off and replace it with their power, their international power. It's not being done out of the goodwill with the people of the Ukraine. No, it's not done with the, the Ukrainian people in mind. Not at all. It's to punish national fascism so that in its place, Russia gets put in its place and is part of the international fascistic movement. And I'm not talking about Mussolini brown shirt fascism. The, the point is that fascism is a malleable term. At its basic core, if there's ever a principle, it is that the state has control of the economy 
and it still might look capitalistic to the mate to the everyday person who's not paying attention but it is the government in concert with business it is the two being married together that at its core is fascism and considering what we are seeing are we not seeing that at play right now uh 100% now moving forward from all of that though pat mm-hmm. on this truth or fiction tuesday truth or fiction all of our mitigation efforts have meant nothing to the fight <clears throat> quote unquote against covid-19 uh i'm going to going to have to go with It's either mostly true or it's all true. Okay. Well, I'm going to present to you why I think this is 100% true. Okay. These numbers on your screen right now, and again, if you are listening via podcast, stop, download the Rumble app onto your phone, and subscribe to the Critical Thinking channel because you're going to want to see this. But South Korea, Liechtenstein, New Zealand, okay? All of them have plus 100% increase in their daily case averages. They're averaging in South Korea 214 daily deaths per 100,000. New Zealand, 5.3 per one. So it's uh, 5.3 deaths is their daily average. The deaths per 100,000 are 0.41 and 0.11, respectively, between South Korea and New Zealand. But Brunei, 93% fully vaccinated, still averaging three deaths a day from COVID. Iceland, 80%. South Korea, 86%. New Zealand, 81%. Fully vaccinated. Triple jabbed. Does that sound like a problem to you, Pat? It's almost like what you're telling me is the uh, jab doesn't work. It's not just that. All of these countries also have one other thing in common, Pat. Lockdown forever? No. Vaccine passports. In order to go anywhere, do anything, you must be fully vaccinated and, and show a passport, right? So you're saying vaccine passports don't work either. Right, because what are they designed to do? Separate those unvaxxed masses from the vaccinated. And the vaccinated, therefore, only congregate with the other vaccinated and can't get... Oh, wait, it's almost like the vaccines are not vaccines. Almost like that. Speaking of which, by the way, Pat, give me one second here. Okay. Because I have more. No, no, you don't. You don't have more. We don't need to talk about this anymore. Why would you do this to us? I don't want to do anything mean to you, Pat. But um, um, I do want to inform you of one thing. There was an interview done by the Pfizer CEO. And I want you to listen to this in, in relation to um, why they used mRNA technology. Because I think that's something that I've wondered out loud quite a bit here. 
Okay. <clears throat> Quote, it was counterintuitive because Pfizer was mustering on the table, had very good experience and expertise with multiple technologies that could give a vaccine. And the novaritis that some of the vaccines are, we were very good in doing that. Protein vaccines, we were very good in doing that, and plus many other technologies. mRNA was a technology, but we had less experience, only two years working on this, and actually, mRNA was a technology that never delivered a single product until today, not vaccine, not any other medicine. So it was very counterintuitive, and I was surprised when they, meaning the government, suggested to me that this was the way to go. And I questioned it, and I asked them to justify how you or how can you say something like that, but they came, and they were very, very convinced that this is the right way to go. They felt that the two years of work on mRNA since 2018 together with BioNTech to develop the flu vaccine made them believe that the technology is mature and we are at the cusp of delivering a product. Now, why does this matter, Pat? What the CEO of Pfizer is telling us is that he even knew that these technologies were not ready to be deployed, that they wouldn't actually give us inoculation. They wouldn't do anything like, for instance, if you get the flu vaccination, right, Pat? We've talked about this almost ad nauseum. If you get the flu vaccine, yes, you're injecting the, the actual virus into your system, right? But if, you, but if they strain. get it right, if they get mm. the strain correct, you will not get sick. Otherwise, it is a therapeutic. It will help you potentially have less severe symptoms of the flu. But if they get the strain right, you are inoculated. You will not get sick. He knew it. The scientists knew it. We have talked about this ad nauseum. There has never been any single product developed with mRNA technology that has ever actually worked. Not once in human history. Not once ever, Dr. Robert Malone, the developer of mRNA technology, right, the person who founded the concept of mRNA, has told us this ad nauseum. Here we have the Pfizer CEO telling us what, Pat? The powers that be didn't want to listen. We're going to shove new technology down our throats and into our arms. That didn't... Didn't have a track record of working ever. Kind of sounds like someone belongs in prison is what I'm hearing. I, 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 can you wrap your brain around this concept, folks? That we weren't just lied to by Pfizer to make a buck. Pfizer actually wanted to do it a different way. Pfizer wanted to find a way to do it differently. But we're convinced to do it this way because BioNTech was going to partner with them, right? And where did that come from? The Trump administration, the bureaucrats within the NIH, the CDC, they all put pressure on these companies to quickly develop. Has it mounted to a hill of beans? I, I will I will submit to you this truth or fiction real quick, Pat. Okay. Truth or fiction. 
we have no way to know if these vaccines actually stopped or didn't stop the virus from virusing. We have no way of knowing if we didn't or if we did have this um, therapeutic, because we call it that. But if we if we didn't have this, would we or would we, I guess here's the truth or fiction. If we didn't have this vaccine, we would have seen the exact same outcomes. Truth or fiction? I'm going to go with truth. Now, whether that is truth or not, I, I can't say for 100% certain, but the way I see this, and given what I know and the evidence put in front of me, no, the outcome wouldn't have been any different. It would have been the same. So, here's what I always try to point to to people who say, well, the, the therapeutic works, right? or it saved lives, or whatever. How do you prove that? Show me how you prove it. You can't. You might say that individually it could work, but we can't do that. You can't make that claim and prove it statistically. It doesn't work. What we can look at is the patterns and if this truly was what it was sold to us as from the very get-go, as this panacea, right, it is utterly failed on a global scale, on a national scale, on a state-by-state, locale-by-locale. This concept that we have this individual protection, but massively, in the mass, you know, the, mic the micro to the macro don't compute, right? You can't on one hand say, well, I'm, I'm much more protected from dying than I was before. How do you know that? How do you prove that? That's the problem. It is a logical fallacy at work. It is unprovable. Either way, by the way, we can't. The only thing that you can point to is that statistically, we as we got more vaccinated as a society, never saw a dramatic decrease. We, in fact, we, you know, we've seen the seasonality continue, right? So what do we do? What do we do? Now, with that being said, uh, do not forget the afterthought is coming your way next. Uh, go to criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe. $2, $20 for the annual subscription, $2 for the monthly subscription. We are going to talk Nancy Pelosi and her insane uh, ramblings uh, about the economy. Uh, we're going to talk about that on the afterthought. So join us over there. And with that, Pat, your final thoughts on today's show. Don't get lost wherever who you are. No means no. And let's go Kamala. Please be smart, be safe, be kind, and as always, Matthew 547. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.